Welcome to the podcast of Unity Fort Worth. In it, you'll hear this week's message and meditation. If you'd like to hear and see the complete service, you can always find it at unityfortworth.org or on the Unity Fort Worth Facebook page. Unity Fort Worth focuses on positive and practical Christianity with a willingness to explore the entire world of religion and spiritual thought. Unity Fort Worth streams live every Sunday at 11 a.m. Thanks for listening to the Unity Fort Worth podcast. So, today we're going to call for the first time here at Unity Fort Worth with me what's called Stump the Minister. <clears throat> Um, it's actually a tradition I started in my previous church, and we did it maybe two or three times a year. It was always a lot of fun where congregants could send in questions, um, usually about, you know, the spiritual, some of the questions they have, some of the Bible, and some of the interpretations, and I would then answer them during service. Now, the, the thing is, to make it a little bit more interesting, is I have no clue what questions you, you asked. <laughs> so um, I have not seen the questions, and I will have to just answer um, if I can, and let's see if you can stump me, okay? So I'll have Queen, which, who, by the way, that's her first time platforming for today, so doesn't she do a wonderful job? Thank you so much. So Queen... So it's fair, Queen will choose a question. Okay, wonderful. Let's see. Oh, do you want, maybe you have to read it. I'm, I'm just realized I was going to read it, but I could just fake, right? So, <laughs> so that's, that's fair, right? We need, we need, no, no, you're good, you're good. The mic is on, try again. In unity, we don't pray for someone, we pray with someone. But in situations where I feel especially powerless, I find myself praying for. For example, I find myself praying for peace in Ukraine and praying for the people of Ukraine because it feels more resolute and focused than simply praying with the people of Ukraine. Is this just a matter of semantics? Yeah, great question, especially for today, isn't it? Um, it is not. It's actually quite a crucial distinction between praying for and praying with. When we pray for, we usually pray for something to change and something that we perceive as being broken, which of course makes sense when we look at Ukraine and what's happening right now. But in unity, we also believe that we have all the power that we seek already within us, and that's why we say we are praying with. Because we don't want to plea, we don't want to ask God outside of ourselves to do something. We want to learn to step into our own responsibility and our own way of being to bring that peace about. That is the key. Now, we may not necessarily directly be able to do anything in Ukraine, but world peace starts with us. 
it starts within us. Every time we are not aligned with what we truly are, we are at war with us and at war with each other. And so you don't have to go to Ukraine to actually realize how difficult sometimes it is to be in harmony. You can start within yourself. And the reason why praying with is so much more powerful is because we are praying with each other to affirm the power that is already within us, the power to express peace in every moment. Whenever we are shifting away from peace in our hearts and minds, we are praying with ourselves and affirm the power that we have to shift our, our attention back and align ourselves with what is supposed to be. So it's much more than semantics. It's a soapbox I get on all the time, <laughs> especially with the Daily Word, who keeps, keeps saying praying for others rather than praying with others. But in unity, we believe we need to pray with others. So when we pray with the people of Ukraine, we pray with them and affirm the peace that is available to them the peace at heart, the peace at mind, the many opportunities they have to feel safe, to find shelter. We pray with them. We pray the goodness, everything that we can imagine, paradise, heaven. We see that all happening for them, and that's how we truly fight against evil. Not by trying to pray evil away, but to affirm that God is still present. Would you explain Unity's viewship on some of the traditional Bible verses that many Christian churches rely on so strongly? For example, John 14, 6, I am the way and the truth and the light. No one comes to the Father except through me. Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I am the way and the truth and the light. No one comes. So let me start with the second part because that's often a confusing part that most of us who have grown up in traditional Christian environments have probably heard this as an explanation why we need to believe in Christ, correct? No one comes through to the Father except through me. Now, in unity, we look at this a little bit different. We don't believe that Jesus Christ was just like just one person who was capable of expressing their divinity so perfectly and so purely and that the only person we can rely on would be someone who lived 2,000 years ago. We actually believe that Christ is just a name for a consciousness that we all entail. That's, that's basically within us, and we can't, we can't get away from it. We all are Christ. Jesus Christ is an expression of that Christ. You take your name and add Christ, and that means that you are the expression of that same Christ, that same consciousness that Jesus represented. So in the Bible, in unity, when we, when we interpret that second part, no one comes to the Father except through me, it means that 
the only way to get access to our divinity, the only way to open our awareness to God, to Father, to Mother, to the universe, whatever name you give it nowadays, is through Christ. But not through Jesus Christ 2,000 years ago, but to our Christ. What that means is that we have to really make sure that we live from Christ as much as we can. Because every time when we live from Christ, guess what? We go to the Father. We go to the Father and the Mother, the divinity, the universe, nature, that infinite potential and possibility that we believe God is. So then the first part, I am the way and the truth and the life, Jesus was not really talking about himself as a, as a person. <clears throat> he was explaining to the disciples and everyone who was listening that the way I live, the way I express myself in this world, the way I take action, the way I think and feel in this world is pure, as pure as I can possibly fathom to be through my awareness of the Christ I already am. And whenever I do that, I become the way, I am the truth, and I am life. So we can actually take that verse and we can put ourselves into the center of attention and we can then say affirmatively, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. There's no heresy around that. There's, there's nothing wrong with affirming that we can do the same thing that Jesus Christ demonstrated to all of us so many years ago. It's, it says somewhere else in the Bible, you know, you can do the same things. You will do the same works that I do, and even greater so, you know, greater works. And that's really what we need to learn. That's what unity is about, is to learn that simple fact. We already are Christ. This is already true for every single individual that's here today or watches online and everyone on earth, the people in Ukraine, even the people in Russia. That is the truth for everyone. We just need to remember. And we need to start walking the way, walking the truth, and being that life. Whoever... You know, we, we don't put up the names who asked the question, but whoever asked the question, um, uh, I'm just, is that satisfying? <laughs> you don't have to reveal, but you can just say, yeah, okay. <laughs> In the infinite field of possibilities, how does it occur that I end up receiving what I wanted and envisioned, but in different yet better circumstances and situations? a better plot, in other words, than I could have imagined? <laughs> okay, that must be a student question. <laughs> so let's break this down. Infinite field of possibility is how we describe God when we um, teach classes and things like that. God is principle in unity. It's not an entity outside of ourselves, not separate, doesn't do anything on its own. God is infinite field of potential and possibility. Okay, so that's the basic foundation of principle number one. So as I understand this question is, how is it possible that I 
envisions something, and then it comes out even better. I don't see a problem with that. <laughs> I'm, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to understand where the question is coming from. So I think you know, it goes both ways. Sometimes we envision something, we put our imagination to work, we have a vision board, we do journaling, we do everything we can, and then things just don't turn out the way we envision it, right? In this particular case, they turn out better, but for many of us, it may, the opposite may be true too. <clears throat> and that's just uh, a learning experience for us to learn to start resonating with what we truly desire and what we're capable of doing. The thing is <clears throat> that one thing that I keep saying in, in my messages is it's not just good enough to say something without actually having conviction with it, which is what faith is all about. Faith is our ability to convince ourselves and others to have conviction in something. It's not good enough to say, I'm going to make a million dollars next year while today I make $50,000 a year. That's more likely not going to happen because it's, it's, we, the, the, the gap is so big it's very hard to be convinced that that's actually becoming reality. And it's the same principle. We must learn to start being convinced at those things that we desire. And that's why usually for most of us, it's a step-by-step -step experience. We start out small. When we have the snivels, we start singing the little cell song in our head, or we start saying affirmations like, I'm a perfect expression of health and wholeness. And then we treat our snivels that way through our heart and mind. And then the snivels become something more serious. But because we have treated so many snivels ourselves, we have become a little bit more courageous, a little bit more convinced that this actually works. And then we can attack something a little bit more serious like the flu or pneumonia or COVID even, right? And once we tackle that for a couple of times, we become even more convinced and better at it. And we, it's practice, 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 practice. That's really what it is. And the more convinced we are about something, the more we'll see our outcome to align. Now, when the outcome is better than we envisioned, that's a sign that we are still to open up our awareness to the beauty that's surrounding us. When things are getting, turning out better than we ever could have imagined this because our imagination is still limited and most likely somehow um, even guided, or not guided, but influenced by outside circumstances, so we actually see a very narrow path for us. So that's a lucky circumstance here. We affirm something while we have some blinders on, but because we actually have practiced our conviction, the outcome is much, much bigger than we could have ever thought. This is why often when some things happen in our lives, usually traumatic things or things that rattle us a little bit, we, we then shift our awareness, we start becoming a little bit more aligned with what we truly want, and life starts lining up 
we start lining up with life in the way we truly want. And without us even wanting, everything starts to fall in place. It looks like that the world is starting to line up with us, but the reality is we are the ones who are doing the aligning. We are the ones who start making different choices. We are the ones who maybe quit a job and get a, a job that makes us happier, maybe not richer. We're the ones who get out of an abusive relationship and, and find someone that actually deserves our love. We're the ones who are making those choices. So that's why sometimes we may have the blinders on because we are trained and often attuned to judgment and not seeing the world as bright as it actually is. And so that will be the outcome. Did that work? Everyone is hiding today. Okay. It's okay. What's next? Can you shed some light on the following words from Jesus, from John 12, 24 and 25? Very truly, I tell you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the earth and dies, <laughs> it remains just a single grain. But if it dies, it bears much fruit. Those who love their life lose it. And those who hate their life in this world would keep it for eternal life. <laughs> Whoever that is, you're going to wear a bear costume with me next week. <laughs> All right. So that's, that's a difficult one. That is a difficult one. And it's difficult for several reasons. One is, is, is you, you have to understand the context within this all happens. This is not, this is just two verses, but it's, um, so it's in John, so we know that it's highly symbolic, so we cannot read this just literally, first of all. The second is, it's most likely at the end of Jesus' ministry. Um, so usually before you would interpret this, you would read around and read what stories come before and what stories come after. But I will bet this is later in his ministry because it starts addressing eternal life, heaven and hell. I don't know if you see it. Uh, it actually is a different way of looking at crucifixion and resurrection. That's what this is about. So let's see if we can unpack this. Like I said, it's not that easy. <laughs> Um, so let's look at very truly, I tell you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the earth and dies, it remains just a single grain, but if it dies, it bears much fruit. It's weird, isn't it? So 2,000 years ago, when you do any sort of Bible interpretation or when you prepare for messages or anything, the, one of the most important things to do is to to really understand culture. What are the cultural aspects of that time? Back then, 2,000 years ago, agriculture was very important. And most people, even if they weren't farmers, would have some understanding, much more than nowadays, of how farming actually works. You have a seed, you plant the seed, you take care of the seed, then it will eventually grow into grain, into um, some grain that you then can harvest and then can use, right? 
So that's why often Jesus talks in parables and tries to explain some of these spiritual principles through harvesting and through agriculture. Here in particular, the difficulty is to understand that the grain that dies, if it remains the same, has to do with when we use a grain and we leave it and keep it as a grain, it will never grow, doesn't it? And if a grain doesn't grow, it basically doesn't do its purpose. It dies because without taking care of it, nothing will actually happen. So you can take last year's harvest, you can take a grain from last year's harvest, and if you don't do anything with it, it will not grow, and in a sense, it's useless. <clears throat> but if it dies, just a single grain, it remains just a single grain, but if it dies, bears the fruit. See, this is where you get me stumped. Okay, so I have to start from scratch again. Falls into the earth and dies, it remains just a single grain. Okay, see, whoever you are, you stump me. <laughs> the grain must die in order to bear fruit. That's the message. Why? We must die as the person who we are in order to grow. That's the idea of crucifixion and resurrection. We must crucify who we are right now in order to resurrect into something new, something more than that. So the grain that doesn't die as a grain, which is similar to the boy that has to die for the man to appear, the, woman, the, the girl that has to die for the woman to emerge, it's the same kind of idea. And then the second sentence, those who love their life lose it, and those who hate their life in this world will keep it for eternal life, follows that idea. Those who love their life so much that they don't want to give it up, they don't want to crucify it, they don't want to die, they love their life so much will never grow. And because they never grow, once we stop growing, we lose who we actually are. And then, those who hate their life in this world will keep it from for eternal life is the opposite. If you hate your life so much, what do you do? You keep repeating it, you keep repeating it. That's the definition of hell, is lower states of consciousness. You keep recreating your lower states of consciousness over and over and over again. And if you, stop, if you don't stop doing it, you will keep the life you hate for eternity. Does that work? Yeah. All right, congratulations, you stumped me. I hope I, I redeemed myself a little bit. <laughs> All right, well, do we have one more? Short one. Last one. When we close our prayers in gratitude, who are we thanking? <laughs> well, we, we, when we close our prayer in gratitude, so that's, uh, that's referring to our unity prayers. So unity prayers have five steps, and the last step is always gratitude. We always close a prayer in gratitude. We don't thank any who. We don't thank a God. 
we don't really thank anyone in specifics, although sometimes we do that. Like uh, when we pray in before service, I certainly give gratitude to the worship team that makes this service possible. So we thank that. But we don't really thank God in terms of thank you, God, for making this possible for me. Why? Because it takes away the power again that we have within us. If we thank God outside of ourselves for making certain things happen, we don't really acknowledge that we are the ones who are most likely involved or were involved to make something happen. Right? Sometimes we don't understand how certain things show up in our lives because it's complex, right? It's not just us in this world. It's a whole bunch of people, and everyone influences everyone else. And so sometimes things come out of nowhere, and sometimes they're good, sometimes they're not so good. But it still doesn't mean that we had no influence in that. We were still the one who made all the choices to get to the point where we are right now. So this question is hard to answer because in some prayers, you really include everyone. You're grateful for this community in an opening prayer. You're grateful for the worship team. You're grateful for the people that went to the food pantry yesterday. And that is okay because you're actually simply following, recognizing the beauty that someone has done, and you thank them for that, which in turn turns something that's within yourself that exists, because otherwise you wouldn't see the beauty outside of yourself, in turn, you are grateful for recognizing that within you. But we're really not necessarily grateful for an invisible entity that traditionally we will believe does magical things for us. That's something that we try to get away from unity and learn to acknowledge more and more of who and what we are. Okay, whoever asked this question, good enough? Still not revealing? That's good, okay. <laughs> All right. So I'm looking at the time, and I want to make sure that we have some fellowship time before the prayer vigil. And so, um, how was that for you? <clears throat> you know, every community is different, and it's totally okay. If you like it, let us know, and we'll do it again. And uh, if not, let us know, and we never do it again. And, uh, <laughs> but um, it's just a fun way of seeing me sweat without a bear, bear costume on. So let's uh, now take a moment in meditation. And we're just spending some time to do three things today. First and foremost, we're are going to bless our bears that we're going to hand over this week. So whether you have the bears with you right now, or if you already placed them here in front of the stage, 
Just take a moment and breathe deeply into your ability to open your hearts and minds to the precious gift that you already are. I want you to allow that openness to continue. With every breath, it opens even more, far beyond your physical limitations. You'll notice that your heart and mind can expand far beyond this community, our county, our country, our continent. In an instant's moment, we have the ability to connect with all of us, every living being on this earth, every atom in this universe. And single-mindedly, all of us right now, all together, without fail, we're taking all the love we have ever experienced, all that we know love to be. And we shift that love into our heart and mind and find that harmony and let it fly. Let it fly and spread. Let it go around the world, the universe, all around, and especially into these bears today. Imagine a moment of perfect love when nothing else matters. It is this love that we have right now, all together, all of us. And we extend this love into our bears, holding them, the precious bears, holding them, envisioning them, blessing them for the children to receive over the next few weeks and months. It is that love that never fails, love that never changes, love that is unconditional love that will always prevail. And as we learn today, we are the Christ itself. We are the children of God themselves. We are love itself. And with that heart, that love in heart and mind, we release and surrender it for the goodness of the world, for the goodness of the children that receive our bears, and for the goodness of ourselves. And now we use the same love, the same love, and expand it and align it with our ability to imagine perfect peace in this world. We imagine that peace to be present within our bodies and minds and hearts and souls and beyond our understanding. 
And together we take this peace right now and we fill it. We fill it as much as we can with our compassion that we can muster right now. And we take it and send it over to Ukraine and put it in the hearts and minds of everyone who's scared, everyone who is missing and trying to find family, everyone who is scrambling, who is hungry, everyone who needs a hug, everyone who just needs a speck of love. And we do this unconditionally. We don't judge. We don't delegate. We don't separate. Ukrainians, Russians, all of us. Everyone deserves peace. Everyone. allow this peace to come to pass I'm going to share some prayers of peace for peace from different traditions a Baha'i prayer for peace be generous in prosperity and thankful in adversity be fair in thy judgment and guarded in thy speech be a lamp unto those who walk in darkness and a home to the stranger. Be eyes to the blind and the guiding light unto the feet of the erring. Be a breath of life to the body of humankind, a dew to the soil of the human heart, and a fruit upon the tree of humility. The Buddhist prayer for peace. May all beings everywhere plagued with sufferings of body and mind quickly be freed from their illnesses. May those frightened cease to be afraid and may those bound be free. May the powerless find power and may people think of befriending one another. May those who find themselves in trackless, fearless, fearful wilderness, the children, the aged, the unprotected, be guarded by beneficent celestials, and may they swiftly attain Buddhahood. A Christian prayer for peace. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the children of God. But I say to you that here love your enemies, do good to those who hate you, bless those who curse you, pray for those who abuse you, to those who strike you on the cheek, offer the other also. And from those who take away your cloak, do not withhold your coat as well. Give to everyone who begs from you. And to those who take away your goods, do not ask them again. And as you wish that others would do to you, do so to them. A Hindu prayer for peace. O oh God, let us from the unreal, lead us from the unreal to the real. O oh God, lead us from the darkness to light. O oh God, lead us from death to immortality. Shanti, Shanti, Shanti unto all. 
O Lord God Almighty, may there be peace in celestial regions. May there be peace on earth. May the waters be appeasing. May herbs be wholesome and may trees and plants bring peace to all. May all beneficent beings bring peace to us. May the Vedic law propagate peace all through the world. May all things be a source of peace to us. And may thy peace itself bestow, bestow peace on all. And may that peace come to me also. An Islamic prayer for peace. In the name of Allah, the beneficent, the merciful, praise be to the Lord of the universe, who has created us and made us into tribes and nations that we may know each other, not that we may despise each other. If the enemy incline towards peace, do thou also incline towards peace and trust in God. For the Lord is one that hears and know all things. And the servants of God, most gracious, are those who walk on the earth in humility. And when we address them, we say peace. A Native American prayer for peace. O great spirit of our ancestors, we raise the pipe to you, to your messengers, the four winds, and to Mother Earth who provides for your children. Give us the wisdom to teach our children to love, to respect, to be kind to each other so that they may grow with peace in mind. Let us learn to share all good things that you provide for us on this earth. A Jewish prayer for peace. Come, let us go to the mountain of the Lord that we may walk that path of the Most High and we shall beat our swords in plowshares and our spears into pruning hooks. Nation shall not lift up swords against nation, neither shall they learn war anymore, and none shall be afraid, for the mouth of the Lord of hosts has spoken. And finally, a unity prayer for peace. We recognize our opportunity and responsibility to find peace in our thoughts, feelings, and actions. That peace is indwelling while resonating with our community and this world. We remember we already are the peace we seek in this world in our hearts, minds, bodies, and souls. We remove any power that is given, has ever been given, and will ever be given to anything less than the goodness and truth of all. We stand together and strong as we step boldly forward to bring peace about. Nothing will challenge us. Nothing will deter us. Nothing will stand in our way. And so it is. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Unity Fort Worth podcast. You just heard this week's message and meditation. For the live streams and more information, go to unityfortworth.org.